Sydney and the world. My name is Robbie Armfield. With me in the studio is Sophie Gordon. Good afternoon, Robbie. And Benny Bolgi. What's up? Not much. The show's Robbie's Modern Life. We're going to be with you until 1pm today. Super stoked to have your fucking company, actually. Um, if you're interested in getting in touch at any stage, you've got a thought, comment, query, whatever, text in 0409 945 945. Phones on silent? Phones on silent no. today, please. Yeah. Hey, in the world of the world, Sophie, what's happening in Britain right now? People of Britain are rejoicing because... Big Ben 2 has been announced. It's said to be one and a half times larger than the original Big Ben Tower, built in 1859. Uh, The government are confident that it will boost morale in Britain's increasingly difficult times uh, by providing the people with something to be 
proud of. Of course, of course. I mean, like, everyone wants something big, a big architectural project, kind of boost morale. Boost morale, uh, gets the people excited. And so uh, this one's been announced. What, what's, what, what are they going to be the perks of this particular one? It actually boasts a brand new digital clock up top. Oh, yeah. Uh, suede leather couches in each of its 297 rooms and uh, other heaps of more cool stuff. Uh, so it's really set to rock the world stage when Big Ben 2 is completed in... 2029. Oh, oh a fair while away. Yeah, so later in the show we'll be walking you through exactly what's in store. The metro is going to be done before that, I reckon. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Stay see. tuned. Yeah. Hey, police and romance. These are definitely two words we don't often associate with one another, but a new show on Nine Groove is said to destigmatize and rehumanize the defenders of the law. All it's right. called Copper Wants a Wife, and it follows the journeys of terminally single law enforcement in Sydney as they put down the gun reach for the rose and hope for the best we'll be chatting to charlie pig one of the police officers involved about how it's all going and how to avoid those first date faux pas so stick around i mean there are so many right you know going in for the kiss too early uh too late um these sorts of things packing heat on a date that kind of stuff yeah you don't want to be packing heat it's not good it's not a good look it's a it's a great first episode hey bernie speaking of heat wake and bake (laughs) oh no 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 guys not that kind of bake look our favorite sydney drinks outlet dunkin donuts miranda have hit us with their most adventurous breakfast menu item Mm. yet oh it's called bacon coffee and it is exactly how it sounds. Your choice of a long black latte or cappuccino topped with delicious cubes of sautéed bacon. Oh. Sounds delicious, right? Yeah. Sort of. Coffee and breakfast all in one. It's the perfect choice for a commute cuisine. Mm. Commute cuisine. Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's an interesting one. Dunkin' like Donuts Miranda. So. Drink and eat while you're on the way to work on the train or bus or something. Sounds yeah. awesome. It's pretty feral, but it's like, uh, you know, get it all done in one go. Hey, actually, speaking food. of coffee, a cafe in the Sydney CBD has been playing RML, this show, on repeat. What? It's so cool. Sophie, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A listener kindly sent in some audio that they captured at the scene. Do you guys want to take a listen? Yeah, let's have a look. So awesome. Uh, I think... Is it on your phone, my phone? Oh, oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, dear listener, for sending that in. And I guess a huge big ups to the mustachioed barista in the Sydney CBD. Yeah, wow. It's so cool. So, the mustachioed barista, Sydney CBD, playing our show, Robbie's Wanted Life, on repeat. I can't believe that. What are the deals they've got going right now, Bernie? they got a bacon and egg uh, coffee deal for just $9, which undercuts a lot of places that do it for 10 mm. uh, Two for $5 coffees uh, during happy hour there as well. That's great deals. Fantastic. Yeah, barista. Fantastic. <laughs> And lovers of getting high and saving the planet, let's get excited. 
Some enterprising young Inner have taken things into their own hands and set up their very own Nang factory. 100% sustainable and 100% dank. Finally, Inner can suck down the good stuff guilt-free. Repurposed balloons and refilling used and empty NO2 canisters by hand are just some of the sustainable practices they are proudly using. We'll be sucking down some right here in the studio guilt-free in a few minutes, so stick around for that. Plus... Stick around. What? Or else, Robbie's Modern Life, FBI Radio. His modern life right now, FBI Radio 94.5 FM. That was Aphex Twin with one of his ones. You're with Robbie, Bernie and Sophie in the studio. And there's something really interesting going on right now in New South Wales. You might have heard in the news recently a new military initiative affecting New South Wales residents. It's called Cadet Billeting NSW and it's a new system implemented by current PM and former scout leader Scott Morrison to help assimilate the forces and have them more accurately reflect the attitudes of the Australian Populace. Uh, ScoMo is hoping to imprint Australian values on our young Defence Force personnel by having them shipped out individually to live for a brief time with Australian families who must remain committed to the upkeep of their regular regime while also engaging in local community activities as organised by the family. So it's pretty interesting, hey, Ben? Mm. Mm. Yeah, this is a great initiative. Um, so while families will be compensated for the stay of their assigned cadet, this is compulsory. This is a compulsory initiative organised via non-negotiable conscription. So this is real. This is similar to like uh, maybe uh, like jury duty or you know um, those kind of clean up, uh, pick up rubbish kind of deals. If you're sort of ascertained, you know, you're sort of stopped by the police. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So if you're a citizen, you know, you're going to be doing those things. You're going to be doing this cadet thing as well. So if you are on the electoral roll, you are eligible to host a cadet and have a chance at be calling, uh, being called up to. Um, yeah, to have one in your house. So, Sophie, what are we to do if you are conscripted to uh, host a cadet? Uh, yeah, obviously beckons a lot of questions. Uh, so, yeah, w- what are you to do if you are conscripted to the cadet billeting roster? First of all, just don't panic. It's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. The government has ensured all bases are accounted for in their new cadet billeting NSW initiative. Hmm. Cadets will only be distributed to households that are capable of appropriately accommodating their military visitors. So just simply be aware of the date listed for your cadet's arrival. Make sure you note it in your diary so there's no surprises. Yeah, that's that, that's really true. People might be wondering why they're doing this, right? I think um, 
it's about like there's been sort of a semblance mm. of an understanding in the community there's like a divide you know mm. between like the Australian population and like the military, the military kind of culture yeah. I think there was They're a recent report you know it was that Afghan report right there was mm. a lot of boots on the ground behaviour that a lot of people are really nonplussed by to mm. put it lightly so and I think, vice versa and vice versa so the military's unimpressed with with the Australian population in some capacity else. so yeah I mean, so this is just one idea that ex-scout member, you know, uh, Scott Morrison. I didn't know he was a like, scout. He was a scout. He was the leader of the scouts. Um, Cub Bra- scout. Uh, Brownies, scouts, and... Uh, what rank did he get to? Oh, he was leader. He was leader. That's good. So, anyway, so this is just a way to, like, ingratiate, just to be clear, this is what's going on here. So, we've just got pretty much, like, a big FAQ. Yeah. Just going to yes. keep running through. Do I need to do anything? So, pretty much, uh, not much. Well, what you want to do is... <laughs> First of all, make sure you have your Australian flag flying out the front of your property so that the cadet distribution vehicle is able to accurately identify the house. This is, this is pretty much the starting point for everything you need to do. So, after that, it gets easier. It's, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be someone there helping you they out. They've given you the address, uh, but we do need the Australian flag out the front out the just front. to make sure that those that are driving the distribution vehicles are aware that, hey, this is actually the one. Because, you know, the addresses can be confusing. Yeah, three-quarter mast, if possible. Yeah. If you are... Um, given a billet a cadet billet how can i prepare this is probably something you're wondering Mm. ensure you have all the vaccinations up to date for your billet have the house clean and tidy with all sharp corners able to be easily identified either with sort of fluoro masking tape etc there should be a small space cleared within the perimeter of your home for the cadet to perform their daily marching all alcohol and prescription medications should be concealed during the cadet's waking hours once they are asleep and you've locked that door, you are able to sort of do as game. you feel. Yeah, yeah, fair game for your own stash. Lock away all valuable possessions as well. The army is not um, uh, liable mm. uh, for anything that goes missing. Remember, cadets are curious. Yeah. Uh, they may inquire about or want to pick up personal items that you should leave around. Watches, um, necklaces, glasses, anything Yeah, that looks valuable. Yeah, anything that's slightly Earrings. shiny. Shiny. This is why the... Yeah. Mm. So, just that, that's how you can prepare, basically. And also know what their recipes are. But we'll be getting back into oh, that in yeah. a second. But, Sophie, what are the responsibilities if you are given a cadet to billet? Yeah, well, so firstly, ensure there is a clear thoroughfare within your home so that the cadet can easily move about from the kitchen, bathroom, bedroom, any necessary spaces in the house. And then, as you just touched on, Robbie, be clear on what recipes they do and don't like before you head to the grocery shops because cadets generally subsist on a pretty small collection of rations and soup during basic training. So try not to feed them anything too lavish. They don't really like that. Or, you know, just make sure you ask them, see what they like. And then uh, another requirement or responsibility, uh, try to have a minimum of 15 sandbags on the property. For yeah. all of their daily activities. That one's important, right? People don't yeah. realise that the military are playing with sandbags so much. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> a lot of sandbags in the military. So they've got daily activities that we'll get into in a sec. Yeah. Um, piling, um, jumping and lifting mm. um, as well. Yeah, just organisational strategising. Yeah. Um, Bernie, Angle. if your house is t- is dangerous, uh, if you believe your house is dangerous, should you be ineligible for the billeting program? This is a hot topic, this one. Um, so, the elements faced by men at war far exceeds that of any billeting-improved home. These cadets will need to withstand many harsh environments throughout their careers, which also may be why your house was approved to begin with. So, only extreme circumstances will exempt your home from the billeting program. And some of these examples include exotic pets residing in the home, such as large uh, tigers, mm. which I think are illegal to, to have large cats 
large yeah. cats, large tigers uh, in Australia, I think are illegal to have in Australia. Residents with dementia residing in the home as well, which is uh, just an issue waiting to happen with the yep. cadets, yeah. uh, and young children residing in the home, which is also an issue mm. with the guns yeah. and the sandbags. Either dementia-stricken yeah. um, people or young children are often seen as threats by cadets, you know, in quick, rapid-fire situations, you know. I, I think that's right, yeah. So, again... This uh, is issue with the Yeah, an accident could happen. To with. The key things to remember are... Vaccinations, um, recipes, make sure that mm. uh, yes. you know what to get before you go to the grocery store. Sandbags are a must, up to 15 for the strategizing. Minimum 15. Minimum. Shiny objects to be kept at a, an absolute minimum. And personal items are to be kept in your safes. Um, after the break, we're actually talking to a woman currently billeting uh, one of these cadets, and we're just going to get the hang of what's actually going on. And so for the rest of the New South Wales community, we can be more prepared for what is going to be a reality of 2021. Obviously, 2020, the year of uh, COVID safe, the year of coronavirus and all that sort of thing. And, you know, the new normal. Well, guess what? You know, this is another sort of um, thing that we're going to be expecting this year on yeah. top of jury duty. The so, new, new normal. Yeah, Robbie's Modern Life right now, FBI Radio. This is live. What are we fighting for? See you in a sec. tribute to two stars. One, the lady titan of Latin pop, Shakira. With a catalogue of 145 songs and over 80 million records sold, Shakira taught us with every beat, song and lyric to never stop striving for world peace. She leaves one of the largest legacies in the Hispanic music world. It's said she has even inspired numerous artists like Beyonce, Will I Am, Madonna, Fergie, and Rihanna. Her belly dancing at her live concerts and in her music videos will be etched into our memories forever. It's said that the name Shakira is Arabic for grateful. Well, can we just say Shakira? We're grateful for you. Meanwhile, over in the UK, David Attenborough has left us all in disbelief for one last time today. The man who brings us dazzling and mysterious accounts of creatures and nature doing the wildest things imaginable. Attenborough opened our eyes to things we never thought possible. 
David Attenborough, the national tre- natural treasure of the UK, was the only person to win BAFTA awards for programs in black and white, colour, 3D, 4D and 4K. He was the greatest example of what public broadcasting should look, sound and feel like. And in his honour, he will leave many species in his legacy, including the Attenborough's pintail dragonfly, Caribbean smiley-faced spider, Spintherus David Attenborough, Platosaurus Attenborough lizard, and the Zaglossus Attenborough echidna. David, on behalf of Australia, we salute you. Always a interesting time, and you know, poignantly to uh, celebrate and pay tribute to those that are so great. Mm. The lives of those two celebrate the lives of Shakira and David Attenborough collectively. Yeah, God, she's got some great stuff. She's, yeah, yeah, yep. She had some really good stuff. Yeah, she, yeah, she's got, and David Attenborough as well is a really great. Um, guy, he's we made lots lot. of contributions to society. Oh, heaps! We I mean, igniting the fascination in the general mm. population for things biology, for things life, and all know. things life. Mm. Wow. Okay, Shakira, David Attenborough, Robbie's Modern Life right now. FBI Radio ninety four point five FM. Listening online or back on the podcast. G'day, how you going? My name's Robbie Armfield. With me is Sophie Gordon. Yep, g'day. And Bernie Bolke. Hey. And we're currently talking about the cadet billeting program that is being introduced via the military, trying to sort of improve military culture. Uh, it's basically a jury-like system where citizens of New South Wales are being sent a billet, a cadet. Sorry, mm. they're being billeted a cadet uh, that will stay in your home for up to three months. Uh, a lot of questions on the text line about this, and we're going to be getting into them very shortly, actually, right now. Bernie, what does a typical day look like for a cadet that you're billeted? So the cadet should be up and ready for their duties one hour before sunrise. So it's generally 5 to 6 a.m. This will mean that the cadet should be winding down their activities by 8 p.m. and in bed by 9 at the latest. Mm. Their bed should be made to military standard requirements and they should be dressed in complete military attire before their drill sergeant or attending officer would typically check in on them. In this case, it's you, which is at sunrise, so you're going to have to be up at crack of dawn as well sadly if you're building it this is the thing that some people are having trouble with so basically you are going to be the commander of the unit in the house right so this is a cadet this is a lowly cadet Mm. Uh, in terms of the hierarchy of the house you are the drill sergeant as the house owner Um, Sophie what else does a typical day look like for a cadet that's billeted out yeah so then from sunrise until lunch the cadet should be practicing marching in formation so that will require a speaker and CD player in your home as well that the military will supply that for you Cool. Uh, so then lunch, ham sandwiches, raisins are usually on the menu, but remember to check what recipes they like. Uh, and then after that, military-based activities, which must include rifle maintenance, so mm. polishing, polishing, maintenance. Sandbags. Yeah. For dinner, usually it's chicken breast, veggies, raisins, etc. 
Um, and then they have a signed reading. This should be kept in their knapsack at all times. It will be from the approved Australian Army reading list. Uh, Tim Burton, uh, Tim Winton, things like this. Uh, there's uh, playtime or free time Tim after Burton. that. Uh, generally, they will occupy themselves with soft or hard toys, video games, but they may need some direction. They are quite easily distracted. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, keep those shiny items away, uh, packed away. And personal items as well, anything valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very yeah. curious. Watches, necklaces. Yeah. And bed by 9pm. Uh, hopefully your cadet should be very tuckered out and tired from their free play time by this point. Um, so they should be ready for ready for bed. And you should go in and Tuck check as in. the drill sergeant of the home. Check that they're all tucked in nice and regimented. Uh, tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they don't like get up at night. You, you want them to be kind of straight jacketed in there. Almost. Yeah. My cadet is bored. What should I have them do? This is a great question. Um, Sophie, there are plenty of military-based activities you can occupy their time with, right? Yeah, uh, that are also aligned with the kind of training that cadets would receive at training centres. Oh, okay. That's the whole um, idea, right? You want to be like... Yeah, your home like, yeah. is now their... Uh, barracks. Barracks, yeah, yeah. So, first of all, a really great activity, and this is why we said to make sure you have plenty of them on hand, Sandbagging. Mm. So, uh, your cadet can help the community by sandbagging shop fronts, levees, and mall areas, and that's a great activity for a cadet to be doing. Mm. And more often than not, the cadet will have no complaints when told to start sandbagging. It's usually a favourite pastime for a lot of the recruits. They can actually do so much with them. They can organise them to strategise an area. Um, They can, you know, hold doors in place, lifting for muscles, things like this. They're great for film shoots as well. Yeah, multi-purpose. Super versatile. They can weigh anything down in your home if you've got um, any stands or anything that need um, sandbagging. It's breezy and there's Mm. knocking over papers. Yeah. Yeah. We touched on this before, but make sure you have at least 15 sandbags in your home ready for the cadet to use. Canned good distribution is another way to stave off that boredom for your billeted cadet. Pop some canned goods in your billeted cadet's satchel and request they wander the neighbourhood offering free canned goods to those that seem that like that like that. Mm. Um, This is something to stave off the boredom. Uh, Topographic reconnaissance burn. Yeah, so this is a, a more complex one for your recruit if they seem to get bored with the distribution and the sandbagging. Uh, you can allocate your cadet a given area for them to draft up a detailed military-grade topographic map. So they must include vital military details such as where buildings are located and how to get in and out of these buildings safely. Yeah, very cool. Now, this one we've actually had three times on the text line today, and it's a really good one. What to do if you're distributed a high-risk cadet? Mm. Uh, Once again, we're talking about uh, a cadet billeting program from the Australian government military, uh, where a cadet is billeted out to New South Wales residents in order to improve military uh, culture, right? right? Sort of assimilate, more ingratiate, Mm. become... Uh, a voice uh, and the arms and ears of the Australian culture at large. Yeah. So, some of these cadets are high risk. That's, that's, just, that's just the way it is. Yeah, it's yeah. just the way it is. So, first of all, don't panic. These cadets might have a certain label attached to them, but they are still representatives of the Australian military and, as such, have been deemed entirely eligible to serve the nation's interests. On the phone right now with us, actually, is Margaret. You have been billeted one of these high risk cadets. How's it going? Oh, hi. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Bernie. It's been a huge learning curve, to be honest with you. Huge learning curve. Yeah. What's What's been going on? Is it, You've been keeping up to date with everything? Yeah, so we're trying our best to sort of keep him happy, keep him entertained and just keep everyone safe in the house. 
cooking has changed. My my daily cooking has changed a lot. I'm doing daily trips out to fish market, Flemington market. He he loves his favourite recipe is um, cod. Oh recipe, yeah, so a bit of cod and coconut milk and a few veggies, and that just goes in a pot on the boil. And he loves that. He eats that up, but he. He hardly taps with anything else we make him, so that's really changed my day-to-day life. He's so he's loving but, the river fish. Does he like the sultanas as well? He won't touch his sultanas won't at touch the moment. Sultanas. He's, got, mm. he's got a stuff pile of those. We were told he loved them uh, when he arrived with a little slip of paper that he came with, but unfortunately, it's been up to me and my husband to make a bit of a dent in those sultanas because they sent quite a few with him. Mm. Bit of high risk eater. And the other thing too is. You sort of have to be a bit clever about it. So with cooking, for example, you can't have him running around getting under your feet while you're trying to make his meal. So what we've been doing is my husband will go and get 15 or 20 sandbags out of the back shed Mm. under lock and key. And he'll just pop those out in a pile in the backyard and then our cadet can sort of take it from there. He'll take them out the front of the house, move them around the side and just make various formations with those sandbags. So that's how we keep him entertained while we cook his tea. And that's the sort of little things that have sort of changed our day to day. Yeah, great, Margaret. Uh, Any other activities your cadet's been doing at home? Yeah, he polishes his rifle almost constantly, which does keep him pretty entertained. But again, it's just getting used to having him there, you know, polishing that rifle. It's sort of like how polished does he want it but this is his life we, we're kind of sort of adapting to his things that he does and we try not to ask too many questions about mm. you know all the polishing it's sort of that sort of his domain we're not really army people so we don't we wouldn't know no no exactly right well that's precisely why it's so important that they are ingratiated into the regular sort of Australian way of life that you're able to provide him Margaret so he's a high risk cadet uh, has he been helpful in any way I mean or has it just been a bit of a sucker yeah look it there's been it has it has had its ups and downs I won't lie to you but the other day, I'll tell you one story. We um, he wrecked a few of his sandbags, so we were on the way to Bunnings to get a couple more for him. Mm. And I had forgotten to charge my phone night prior. He was um, able to navigate us to Bunnings. Oh, oh. Via via his sense of smell. Now I don't know if this is something they train them for in their regular barracks, but we were probably about. 80 metres away yeah. from the bunny. Couldn't find it, no phone, no directions. And he sort of started sniffing and me and my husband looked at each other and thought, what is he doing now? And he started sniffing and led us all the way to the sausages out the front. So we were able wow. to get there. Yeah. yeah, it's just this, I don't know if it's a unique talent or something they, they train them for, but yeah, we was able to smell the bunny from at least 80 metres away. 80 metres? And, and got us there. Uh, without the phone. Let me so, get this yeah, straight. Yeah. Let me get this straight, Margaret. So your cadet that you billeted was able to smell Bunnings sausages from about 80 metres away. Yeah, yeah, at least 80 metres. It was pretty impressive. Wow, that's really cool. Hey, Margaret, it's been great chatting with you. I hope that's really helped anyone out there. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day and you get them tucked in nice and sweetly to know. Thanks. Love the show. Thanks. Thanks, Margaret. 80 metres. How far? 80 metres. 8 zero. Yeah, she said 80, 80 metres to smell the food. That's pretty far. So they, the, the cadets smell 80 metres wow. away. The sausages from Bunnings. I wonder if anyone else has smelt food from 
further than 80 sure. meters. I don't know. Do you reckon there's somebody out there that has smelled food from maybe like more than 100 meters? <gasps> 100 meters is ages. That's man. pretty. That is ages. <laughs> That's ages. All right, let's let's all right, let's engage the text line, Sophie. If we can Should open we turn the text line, open the text line, and the call line as well. Open the text line oh, and the call line. Sorry, I forgot to do that. That's all right. That's fine. Let's open it up now, yeah, uh, and we'll ask we'll ask you. Have you ever smelt? What's the furthest you smelt food from? Yeah. You know, what's the furthest you smelt food from? We want to hear your stories. Yeah, let's mm. let us know. Uh, text in 0409-945-945 or call us 8332-999. Robbie's Modern Life right now on FBI Radio. We'll be back with you in a sec. This is Salem right now. with me by Salem RML right now 94.5 FM aka FBI FM FM on the dial um you're also listening online or you're also listening on the podcast you are with us right now my name's Robbie Armfield with me is Sophie Gordon yep and Bernie Bolgi yes now we asked you before the break what's the furthest you've actually smelled stuff because before the break we had Margaret uh that said that her cadet that she was billeted out Smelt bunning snakes from 80 metres away. Somebody on the text line, 0409-945-945, saying live bait fish, sardines and pilchards from one kilometre. <laughs> no. I don't know if it really well, See, I don't believe that. I want to get people on the phone. I want it to be legit. If I'm not hearing them on the phone talking to us, get, get that person on the phone. Yeah, let, let, yeah, they say they've got extremely sensitive nostrils. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't believe that. I want to hear people on the phone. I want to yeah. hear legit, you know? I want to hear them legit. Hey, we've got a caller on the line now, reckons they've got that. G'day, mate. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, uh, Justin and Mortdale. Hey, what's the furthest distance you smelt fruit from, buddy? I was on my way back from a Thai dinner, um... I could smell it from, let's see, uh, I was like a block at a bit. Let's say 100 odd metres. Oh, jeez. 100 metres? that sounds legit. That does sound That's very impressive. Very yeah. impressive, Justin, from Mortdale. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. Do you reckon we can beat that? I don't know. Do you reckon anybody else can beat that? Please call in. 833 would love to hear from you. Somebody else texting in here saying, my cat stinks out my whole two-storey house. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't count unless you eat your cat. We need it in meters, guys. We need that in meters. So, if it's food, could be that catnip, could be whatever it is. We need the food you're smelling and the distance that you smelt Mm -hmm. it from. So, get involved with us. Yeah. Hey, Rob. 
Yeah. Uh, I thought now would be a good time to bring it up. What? The, um, you're a little bit quiet about it. What? Well, don't give me that look. <laughs> hey, come on. That's Sophie and I found out, all right? We found out. Uh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. No, no. Come on, man. Like, it is a big deal. It's like a big award. All right, all right. You want me to come claim it? Young Sailor of the Year Award? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robbie Armfield? Congrats. Thanks. What the hell, dude? It was, it was, it was harder so than... That's so good. It's all right. Yeah, I don't like to talk about it much. I'm a sailor. Yeah, I like to sail on my time off. Well, I've been doing it since I was 12. Time off? Well, that must have been well, yeah, well, a lot of time dedicated to getting getting that award. I've been trying for... Mm. A, yeah, look, I don't really want to go into it, but I've been trying for a number of years, to be honest. Um, Adrian Callum obviously, you know, beated me... Uh, 2019, 2020. Uh, And I actually bested Clitia Court this year as well. Margaret Court's niece. So that was pretty good. She's a sailor. Young sailor, yeah. Clitia Court. Clitia Court. So I I beat all these people. um, Young sailor of the year. Look, I don't want to go on. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, thanks. People texting it. Oh, shit. Did did you get like a trophy or something? Um, I got it. Yeah, I got a little trophy, yeah. Yeah, just something small. Like a little yacht on a thing or something. Uh, It was like some sort of aluminium alloy, aluminium alloy sort of... um, thing yeah just like that's a cool. ship i love yeah. trophies was it like a real i'll show you a photo later yeah, yeah intricate yeah. or just i'll show you a photo basic. in a bit i just like what kind of trophy was it uh it like, was like a small was on one trophy it wasn't that big like a hey they're texting and saying thank hey thanks so much for the congratulations on the text line if you'd like to say that as well 0409 945 945 you don't well, know it's, it's a huge it's a huge feat robbie you don't remember what the trophy was oh it's it's like bronze or something like that but anyway bronze yeah we can look into it you don't really care about the trophy. You care more about, like, actually achieving it. <laughs> Young Sailor of the Year. That's all that matters. Uh-huh. Um, really? I did win it, but let not, let's not go on about it. Okay, hey, congrats, um, I guess. How do you deal with a hostage situation? True. Being caught in a hostage situation is arguably the most intense thing a person can ever experience. Not only is one unceremoniously grabbed out of the blue, interrupting whatever was going on at the time, the threat of bodily harm or death can often be thrust in one's face in a deliberately upsetting or painful way. If one is lucky enough to escape a hostage situation with their lives, the mental torture of these interruptions can often sour the rest of it in a really unpleasant way. Flashbacks, PTSD, panic attacks, and more. It's in the very definitional fabric of a hostage situation that they occur without warning and without any consideration for what you've got planned for the rest of the day or night. So it's more important than ever that we familiarise ourselves with the most appropriate courses of action to best deal with and conquer these so-called hostage situations. Number one. First up, what is a hostage situation and how do we know we're in one? A hostage situation is a realm in which one is unable to depart for whatever reason. These reasons could extend from simple imprisonment, like being tied up with a rope or locked in a room of some kind, to more immediate danger and threats on one's life. A simple line of logical reasoning can be applied to determine this. Ask yourself, am I at liberty to go and purchase a chocolate bar right now? Obviously, this is finance dependent, but you get the gist. If the answer is no, you're most likely ensconced in a hostage situation. Two, how do I deal with a hostage situation? It's an excellent question, and it's one we'll be addressing right now. Hostage situations differ based on the intelligence or moral character of the host of the situation. You might remember the skin-obsessed villain of The Silence of the Lambs, for instance, that had a particular transaction in mind prior to the entrapment and would place their captors in the bottom of a long well to ensure they were unable to escape, a.k.a. a hostage situation. 3. Is it best to just shut up and cop it? Freeze versus fright. 
It kind of depends, but more often than not, you're going to want to just cop it for a bit until you can determine when it's safe to fight back, get out and get on with your life. Four, contact law enforcement, cops, or deal with the hostage situation internally. Probably contact cops if you can with a phone or via messenger, but if you've lost your phone, maybe try something else internal. Alright, I hope that helped. And if you ever find yourself in one of these hostage situations, definitely seek help and try to get out of them as soon as possible. Seek Robbie's Modern Life right now, FBI Radio 94.5 FM. G'day, my name's Robbie. With me in the studio, Sophie E. <laughs> Sophie is here. And Bernie. Yeah. Big ups as well to our super producer, Mitchell JC, holding down the home fort right now. Hello, fort. Hey, we, we told you uh, a few minutes ago uh, about our tribute for David Edinburgh and Shakira, yes. the Latinx princess and the British bachelor. Uh, and it's just important to touch base with that whole situation and you know make space really it's important mm. it's really important sophie what are these two powerhouse uh, figures mean to you mm. um well shakira of course taught me how to dance as a child watching her on the tv and stuff um with her dancing and uh mm. david attenborough um taught me about all different animals and creatures every every parts of life and they're going to make such a big imprint on mm. the world as yeah. we know it. Yeah, no, I'm, I agree. So, David Edinburgh, Shakira making a huge impact. Uh, Let's not go there. You're not interested in saying. No, no, no I just... You can keep it private. Just, yeah, I'm just a bit emotional. Yeah, that's all right. All right. Yeah, really cool. Anyway, um, big tribute, big ups to them. Uh, before the break as well, um, Bernie, we were looking at smelling food, weren't we? Mm, yeah, we're on the hunt for the furthest someone has smelt food from. It started with Margaret, who smelt a Bunnings sausage sizzle from 90 metres away, and then was trumped by Justin in Mortdale, who smelt some f- some Thai food from 100 metres. We've got someone on the line now who reckons they've smelt something from further. What's your name, and where, where are you calling from? Hello. G'day, guys. It's Lucy from Narrabeen. Hello, Lucy from Narrabeen. You think you smell food from further away from 100 metres? Oh, hell yes. On Pitt Street in the city one time, uh, there was this delicious Malaysian cook-up, like, uh, street food style. 
The wind was blowing straight down towards me from the street food stand, so it was stronger. Um, okay, so how far do you think you could smell it from? How far? Mm, okay, um, I reckon 150 metres. <sighs> oh, no way. no way. No way. Come on. Yeah, Come yeah, on, Lucy. One, that's too far. 150. Oh, <laughs> if that's true, then that tastes of cake. Ugh, Lucy... Thank you for calling. Bye. <laughs> if that's true. I think that's, that's probably true. the winner, hey. But if you think you can still beat it, oh. do text in, call it. Well, oh, we've got another caller yeah. on the line. Here. Oh, hello, hello. Uh, what We've got another caller here. What's your name? Where are you coming from? Hello. Yeah, Romel, oh, thanks shit. for having me on. Oh, wow. Gary, Gary is on the line right now all the way from New Jersey. Hello, Gary. Yeah, Gary. I was supposed to uh, pancake parlor. About 150 yards away. Okay. A fair distance. I reckon it's uh, longer than any other college. You've got a. It's a bit of a bad line there, mate. What's your distance? Yeah, you smell food from a bit of a way. What's the distance in meters? What's that in meters? 153 yards. Uh, What's the meter? What's the meter? Should we try and zoom him or something? Hmm, maybe. 153 yards. That's about a quarter mile. Okay. Thanks, Gary. It's a bit of a bad line, mate. We're going to have to leave it there. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did wow. you call from the US or something? Is that New Jersey? Oh, it said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that New Jersey? New Jersey, it says on the phone Producer? line. The producer's yeah. giving us the nod. Wow. Shit. Rob, I think we Good should... Good thing uh, we unlocked the phone lines. Probably read this letter now. Yeah, let's, let's jump into this letter right now, actually. Okay, so we've I've been given this letter here to read. This is uh every every so often we get a uh, some fan mail, uh, which is pretty special, and I, I think we can tell before we open it sometimes that it's special, and we haven't read this yet. No. Rob, you're going to do the honors, but it looks it looks special. It's like an look at the old envelope. It's, it looks like it's been traveling across a long distance to get here. Yeah, yeah. I'll open that now. Every now and then we get these, and every now and then I like to read. All right, it reads as follows. Go ahead. Don't be shy, Rob. Dear RML, I hope this letter gets to you because I've been writing letters that have been getting taken by fake couriers and sold for the stamps. So it's a small miracle if this actually gets to you. My name is Sven Eninard. Over the past five years, I've been located at a remote location in the Alps. The reason I came here was to return to childhood's bliss. This is a goal of mine that eventually took over and became an obsession. I spent weeks hiking up the mountain to eventually get to the cabin where I am. All I wanted to do... (laughs) All I wanted to do was return to childhood's bliss. But when I was nearing five years here just a couple of months ago, I don't think I could say that I have achieved what I set out to do. I am getting old. We lost three mules here last winter. (laughs) It was a harsh winter. (laughs) My stores ran right down to the last few grits. Every day I write a poem and of late I think the poems are getting darker and less... (laughs) My childhood was... (laughs) My childhood was full of bliss. Playing in the mountains here in the summer with friends. The wildflowers were taller than... (laughs) The wildflowers were taller than us. But now the mountain is cold and (laughs) grey. 
just like me. Two months ago, a courier who delivered me food gave me a CD with the first 150 episodes of Robbie's Modern Life loaded up on it. I binge listened to the series and got addicted to how funny you all were. Mitch's antics, Robbie's funny voice, Bernie's wit and Sophie's calm presence. I got so addicted to the series that I started quoting things from the show. I started shouting things down the mountain, quotes from the show, and one day I even think I started a small avalanche because I was laughing so loud at one of the funny quotes. I began my quest into the mountains with a question, is it even possible to return to childhood's bliss? And now as I write to you, I know the answer, and the answer is laughter. Thank you, Robbie, Sophie, and Damien for all the laughs over the years. Months for me, haha. <laughs> I hope you finally get that 15-minute show extension <laughs> and all the best. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. Thanks, Sven. So nice. Holy moly. I hope he's all right up there on that mountain. That's next level. Yeah. Thanks so much for getting in touch. Um, you can as well send us letters at any stage to the Facebook page, Robbie's yeah. Modern Life. Hey, what's coming up next week on the show? Coming up next week, what's coming up next week on RML? Love is in the air and Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Local Leichhardt Cinema Randy's Pictures is throwing the inaugural edition of their Aphrodisiac Film Festival, featuring new and old films like The Maid and I, Move It, Shake It, Girls in Flames, Babysitter's Revenge, Stranger in a Bath and Sex with Mr. Richards. RML are checking it all out. Next week, find out which titles you absolutely can't miss, details on tickets and, of course, the candy bar menu revealed. Coming up next week on RML. And it was just a regular old day for Ian Miller that all got turned upside down when he walked into his local, the Beaches RSL, put a fiver into his favourite pokey machine. Not even he thought that he was just about to win 21,000 Australian dollars. Next week, Ian Miller tells all how to pick a winner, best time to hit up the pokies, how to reserve your favourite machine and all of his secret tips on how to win it big at your local pokies. And, of course, the perfect month continues. That's what's coming up next week on RML. Amazing. So excited for that. The perfect month continues. Thank you so much, Sophie Gordon. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Sophie. Thank you, Bernie Bolgi. Thanks, Rob. Thank you so much to our super producer, Mitchell JC. My name's Robbie Armfield. We're going to be with you next week, Monday midday till one. Listen back on any podcast you like. Name the show is Robbie's Modern Life. We hope you have a good day and a good week. Stick around for lunch right now. And this is a song. Running away, Sly and the Family Stone. Bye. Running away. To get away, ha 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 ha, you're wearing out your shoes, look at you fooling you.